This is a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Wounded and weary, 
surely is thine. Touch me and heal me, Savior divine. Have thine own way, Lord. Have thine own way. Hold o'er my being absolute sway. Fill with thy Christ only always living in me. Welcome, good neighbors. You are listening to a Neighbors United in Christ Parish Worship Service sponsored by the Lutheran Churches of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity. My name is Lauren Tague, and I'm the bridge minister there. Thanks today again to Debbie Tague and Jim Hugrood, our musicians, and to Eileen Platten for reading our lessons and sharing the children's message with us. And thanks to our recording engineer, Isaac Christensen, for keeping us on track and putting this recording together. And many thanks to each of you who are listening today. You can listen to each weekly service live at 8 a.m. on WPCA Radio at 93.1 FM or live on their website at wpcaradio.org each Sunday morning. You can also listen anytime through our podcast, available on your smartphone via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or on our website, which is nuicparish.org. I encourage you to subscribe and listen to our services whenever you get the chance and to our new services, which download each Sunday morning. If you'd like to help sponsor these services or donate to our ministry, you can contact us by phone at 715-268-9577, by mail at NUIC Parish, 1578 85th Avenue, Amory, Wisconsin, or through our website, which again is nuicparish.org. Today's radio broadcast is sponsored by Tom and Lori Overby, in, uh, and in memory of Terry, or Jerry Red Thompson. We want to thank Tom and Lori and WPCA Radio for this broadcast. We depend on the generosity of listeners like you to keep this broadcast going. Just one announcement you want to keep in mind is that uh, uh, Trinity Luther will be having a smorgasbord on April 23rd, a Saturday, from 3.30 to 7 o'clock as a free will donation. Also, we'll be having a, Monday ser a Thursday service and a Good Friday service during Holy Week. Join us if you can. Jesus said that where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Even though we aren't all together in a church today, 
We are gathered in Jesus' name, and he is present with each of us, wherever we might be. His presence with us is a gift we celebrate and proclaim as we worship together today. We are in the season of Lent, and as you participate in this service, you may want to lay a cloth before you, a candle, a cross, and a Bible to follow along with our Bible readings. We continue our worship asking God to bless our time together in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please join me and listen as I read the confession of sins. Gracious God, have mercy on us. We confess that we have turned from you and given ourselves into the power of sin. We are truly sorry and humbly repent. In your compassion, forgive us our sins, known and unknown, things we have done and things we have failed to do. Turn us again to you, uphold us by your spirit, so that we, we may live and serve you in newness of life through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Then hear God's promise of absolution. God, who is rich in mercy, loved us even when we were dead in sin and made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. Almighty God, strengthen you with power through the Holy Spirit, that Christ may live in your hearts through faith. Amen. Please listen along as Jim and Debbie sing our gathering songs. Well, Debbie, I was reading the newspaper yesterday, and yesterday was a red-letter day. I guess it slipped through the calendars. It should have been on there. I don't remember if it was in the USA Today, or it could have been the Little Falls Dronda Garfield Gazette. Yes. But there was a special birthday, and we would like to sing happy birthday to this guy. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Lauren. Happy birthday to you. And thanks for all you do for us. This is my father's world. And to my listening ears, all nature sings and round me rings. The music of the spheres. This is my father's world. I rest me in the thought of rocks and trees, of skies and seas. His hand the wonders wrought. This is my father's world. The birds their carols raise, the morning light, the lily white, declare their maker's praise. This is my father's world, he shines in all that's fair, in the This is my father's world. Oh, let me ne'er forget 
That though the wrong seems all so strong, God is the ruler yet. This is my Father's world. Why should my heart be sad? The Lord is King. Let the heavens ring. God reigns. Let the earth be glad. The Lord is King. Let the heavens ring. God reigns. Let earth be glad. Tell me the story of Jesus. Write on my heart every word. Tell me the story most precious. Sweetest that ever was heard. Tell how the angels in chorus sang as they welcomed his birth. Glory to God in the highest, peace and good tidings to us. Fasting alone in the desert. Tell of the days that are past How for our sins he was tempted Yet was triumphant at last Tell of the years of his labor Tell of the sorrow he bore He was despised at Thanks, Deb and Jim, for those lovely songs. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Please join your hearts with mine as we pray, pray the prayer of the day. God of justice, Jesus faced an unjust justice system. Help us to work toward justice so that the system can work for all. Amen. And we invite Eileen to come and read our lessons and share the children's message with us. The first reading is Psalm 146. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, O my soul. I will praise the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praises to my God all my life long. 
Do not put your trust in princes, in mortals, in whom there is no help. When their breath departs, they return to the earth. On that very day, their plans perish. Happy are those whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord their God, who made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them, who keeps faith forever, who executes justice for the oppressed, who gives food to the hungry. The Lord sets the prisoners free. The Lord opens the eyes of the blind. The Lord lifts up those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. The Lord watches over the strangers. He upholds the orphan and the widow, but the way of the wicked he brings to ruin. The Lord will reign forever. Your God, O Zion, for all generations. Praise the Lord. The second reading is from John 19, verses 1 through 16a. Then Pilate took Jesus and had him flogged, and the soldiers wove a crown of thorns and put it on his head, and they dressed him in a purple robe. They kept coming up to him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews, and striking him on the face. Pilate went out again and said to them, Look, I am bringing him out to you to let you know that I find no case against him. So Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. Pilate said to them, Here is the man. When the chief priests and the police saw him, they shouted, Crucify him, crucify him. Pilate said to them, Take him yourselves and crucify him. I find no case against him. The Jews answered him, We have a law, and according to that law, he ought to die because he has claimed to be the Son of God. Now when Pilate heard this, he was more afraid than ever. He entered his headquarters again and asked Jesus, Where are you from? But Jesus gave him no answer. Pilate therefore said to him, Do you refuse to speak to me? Do you not know that I have the power to release you and power to crucify you? Jesus answered him, You would have no power over me unless it has been given you from above. Therefore, the one who handed me over to you is guilty of a greater sin. From then on, Pilate tried to release him, but the Jews cried out, If you release this man, you are no friend of the emperor. Everyone who claims to be a king sets himself against the emperor. When Pilate heard these words, he brought Jesus out and sat on the judge's bench at a place called the Stone Pavement, or in Hebrew, Gabbatha. Now it was the day of preparation for the Passover, and it was about noon. He said to the Jews, Here is your king. They cried out, Away with him, away with him, crucify him. Pilate asked them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priests answered, We have no king but the emperor. Then he handed him over to them to be crucified. So good morning, boys and girls. It's now time for the children's message and for all of us who are still children at heart. One of the things I enjoyed most in school was a special day called Hat Day. All of the students and the teachers got to wear a hat to school on that day. You could see all kinds of hats, big hats, small hats, cloth hats, and straw hats. Some were very funny. You know, you can tell a lot about a person by the kind of hat he wears. Sometimes you can even tell what a person does for a living by the kind of hat he or she wears. We're going to play a little guessing game. I'm going to describe a hat, and I would like you to try to guess who wears that hat. 
This person wears a hat to protect themselves from blisters, cuts, scratches, and minor burns. Can you guess? You're right. It's a firefighter. That one was easy, wasn't it? How about a hat worn by people who build buildings, highways, bridges, and things like that? Someone who works in construction would wear this kind of hat, sometimes called a hard hat. This hat is worn by people who ride horses. It protects them from the sun, the wind, and the rain. Who would wear a hat like that? You got that right. It's worn by a cowboy or a cowgirl. Now the next one's a little different. Let's see if you can figure this one out. It could be gold and covered in jewels. I wonder who would wear something like this. Can you guess? I can't fool you, it's a crown. It's worn by a king or a queen. Today's lesson is about a king who was born many years ago. This king was different from most. What made this king different? Well, for one thing, he didn't live in a palace. He didn't wear a beautiful robe or even a jeweled crown. He had no servants to wait on him and no soldiers to fight his battles. He didn't even have a country over which to rule and there were no coins engraved with his face or his name. I imagine that most of you have probably guessed who this king is. The king is Jesus. He was not just any king, he is the king of kings. His kingdom is not on earth, his kingdom is in heaven. That is why many people never choose to make him their king. When Jesus was on earth, the people were looking for a king who would set up a kingdom on earth, a kingdom where they would share wealth and power. Jesus did finally wear a crown, but it wasn't a crown of gold and jewels, it was a crown of thorns. A cross became his throne, and above his head was a sign that read, This is the king of the Jews. Roman soldiers stood beneath his cross and mocked him. If you are the king of Jews, save yourself, they cried. Crucified on each side of Jesus were two criminals. One of them mocked him, saying, If you are the Messiah, prove it. Save yourself and us too while you're at it. But the other criminal said, We deserve to die for our crimes, but this man has done nothing wrong. Then he turned to Jesus and said, Remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus replied, Today you will be with me in paradise. Some people still refuse to recognize Jesus as king, but all around the world today, the word is spoken. Jesus Christ is still the king of kings. So now can you please bow your head, fold your hands, and join me in prayer. Dear God, thank you for giving us Jesus. He is the king. Help us to keep him king of our lives. We want to serve you with all we have. Thank you for your love. We love you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, Debbie, every time I hear this song, I think of it as a love song uh, from parents to their children. Mm -hmm. Tell me why the stars do shine. Tell me why the ivy twines. Tell me why the skies are Because 
Thank you for that song, and thank you, Eileen, for your children's message. The text for today, I have to admit, has been a tough one for me. I guess in my good old Scandinavian way, as I read it this week, I just went oofta. It's a tough one to deal with. What do you find positive in the trial of Jesus? There's not much good to say. And even how people view Pilate has varied over the years. The Western Church, Catholic Church, has talked about with our Apostles' Creed that, they, that Jesus suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. So we've kind of held him up as a villain. As we read this story, that's what we kind of come away with. But the Orthodox Church, on seeing that they viewed things differently, they actually made Pontius Pilate a saint uh, and his wife and children. Of course, his wife sent the, the message, you don't have nothing to do with this man. She had a dream. But as we read about Pilate, there's just all kinds of mystery as to who he was, how he died, whether he ever became a Christian or whether he died at the hands of uh, Caligula, the Roman emperor, who came on later when he was ordered back to Rome. Many varieties and just a lot of questions. And yet here is Pontius Pilate being the person who is the judge in probably the most important case in history. And he messed up. Probably not in the terms of the fact that Jesus knew what was going on and said, you know, he was given authority from above. Pilate was knowing that Jesus was innocent, was afraid to act on that. Why would he be afraid? Maybe it will shed some insights as to why we are afraid at times to act. Sometimes it's just the helplessness of the situation I think most of us have gotten to places where in our lives the, everything seems helpless. We can't do anything that's going to make a difference. When we read of millions and millions of people starving to death in our world and we put in our offering, we say, how is this amongst so much need? Or we see wars that go on and it seems like nobody can do anything to stop them. We become helpless so we don't say or do anything for or against. Helplessness freezes us. It doesn't make us move forward one way or another. It just freezes us. Martin Luther at one point said, you know, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. 
There are times that no matter which way you go, it just doesn't make any sense or it doesn't seem right. Jesus was facing that all the time with curing people on a Sabbath. It wasn't right to work on the Sabbath, and yet here was he, he was doing good on the Sabbath. The religious leaders were angry at him for that. There was a helplessness in that situation, I'm sure, felt by many. Which way do we go? Do we follow the Ten Commandments, or do we follow the kindness and compassionate Jesus? So I think Pilate, as he looked at this situation, felt a little bit of helplessness. He knew that if he let Jesus go, even though he was innocent and should be let go, he would face ramifications from the crowd that was yelling, crucify him. If he went in with their yells for crucify him, then an innocent man was going to die. He felt helpless, I'm sure. So he questioned Jesus even more. And then I think there came that time where we again see in him there must have been some fear because he was afraid. He heard what his wife had to say, but he kept hearing the crowd chant, crucify him, crucify him. They were angry and they were a mob. Fear of doing wrong also makes us helpless or hopeless at times. We don't move forward. We're afraid to act for fear of what other people will do or what might happen to us. Pilate knew that if he let him go and there was a mob and he had to send the soldiers in there, there would be blood. And he would have to report to his authorities as to why this happened. And he wasn't sure how they would take his uh, explanation of the situation. And so Moses into the third one is sometimes just political. Political situations, again, move us in places where we make decisions that may be not all right. You can listen to Democrats and Republicans, uh, Libertarians. You can talk to Socialists. And you can talk to all the different political agencies. And they all can come away with reasons why they are right. And sometimes we just don't know where to move. And sometimes... It's just a matter of politics. And I think that's where Pilate was caught. He was a politician, after all, who had to please. And it wasn't always by truth. We need to keep understanding in our own lives and looking as to what it is that keeps us from acting, acting on behalf of the gospel. Do we feel helpless? And yet we have the most powerful God in the, the universe, the world. He created, he made, he's in control. And yet we feel helpless? Why? There was a boy who gave a few fish and some loaves that made a difference for 7,000 people. We hear that God says, give what you can and he will take it and move with it. We are not helpless, even though we may feel it. The words in the scriptures that come to us over and over again as the announcement of angels came to people was fear not. And yet we live in fear so often. We need to hear those angels say to us, fear not, for I bring you good news. God is at work. And here's how God is going to be working 
you even may not see it, but you know the promise is there. Fear not. Political uh, kings and princesses, presidents, all go and come. God is still there. And what we get from this story that I find is really interesting, the one thing that I hold on to is that Jesus did not run. Can you imagine if he had ran from this and he had just said, okay, Pilate, let's make a deal. I won't cause trouble if you won't, you know, if you'll let me go. But Jesus is resolute. At points he doesn't speak and at points he just gives simple truth. He knew what was coming, and he faced it. May we, again, get the courage like Jesus to do that. I want to share a story of a a man who wasn't necessarily a Christian, but he had a lot of Christian ideals that he did, and he was a politician, believe it or not. In the 1930s, Ferrello LaGuardia was mayor of New York City. And during the worst days of the Great Depression and all of World War II, he was called by adoring New Yorkers the Little Flower because he was only five foot four. Well, other place I read that he was only five foot two. And always wore a carnation in his label, lapel. He was a colorful character who used to ride the New York City fire trucks, raid speakeasies with the police department, take entire orphanages to baseball games, and whenever the New York newspapers were on strike, he would go on the radio and read the Sunday funnies to the kids. One bitterly cold night in January of 1935, the mayor turned up at a night court that served the poorest ward of the city. LaGuardia dismissed the judge for the evening and took over the bench himself. Within a few minutes, a tattered old woman was brought before him, charged with stealing a loaf of bread. She told LaGuardia that her daughter's husband had deserted her. Her daughter was sick, and her two grandchildren were starving. But the shopkeeper, from whom the bread was stolen, refused to drop the charges. It's a bad neighborhood, Your Honor, the man told the mayor. She's got to be punished to teach other people around here a lesson. LaGuardia sighed. He turned to the woman and said, I've got to punish you. The law makes no exceptions. Ten dollars or ten days in jail. But even as he pronounced the sentence, the mayor was already reaching into his pocket. He extracted a bill and tossed it into his famous sombrero, saying, Here is the $10 fine, which I now remit. And furthermore, I am going to fine everyone in this courtroom 50 cents for living in a town where a person has to steal bread so that her grandchildren can eat. Mr. Bailiff, collect the fines and give them to the defendant. So the following day, the New York City newspapers reported that $47.50 was turned over to the bewildered old lady who had stolen a loaf of bread to feed her starving grandchildren. 50 cents of that amount being contributed by the red-faced grocery store owner, while some 70 petty criminals, people with traffic violations, and New York City policemen, each of whom had just paid 50 cents for the privilege 
of doing so gave the mayor a standing ovation. Easter's a coming. We see the trial of Jesus. Even as this part is going, Jesus is moving towards Calvary to pay our debt, to have justice served. But Easter's a coming. And isn't that good news? Amen. I'd rather have Jesus than silver or gold. I'd rather be his than have riches untold. I'd rather have Jesus than houses or We continue as we confess our faith together using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, 
died and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, and the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We will continue with the prayers of intercession. Lord, listen to your children praying. Lord, send your spirit in this place. Lord, listen to your children praying. Send us love, send us power, send us We pray for the church, the world, and all those in need. God, we would sooner argue to justify ourselves than surrender and discover what treasures there may be in yielding to your will. Make Jesus our model of unwavering faithfulness and give us strength to be as courageous in the face of threats to our status and safety. Steadfast Lord, Hear our prayer. The cries of crucify still ring in our ears every time an innocent is punished, every time a guilty one goes unquestioned, every time your creation suffers from abuse and misuse. Forgive us and show us the way that leads to life. Steadfast Lord, hear our prayer. The long repentant season is nearly ended and the day of reckoning is ever nearer. Accompany us on this journey, Lord, secure in the knowledge that your resurrection stands at the other end. Steadfast, Lord, hear our prayer. For all with no voice, make us advocates, O God. For those who are lonely or feel abandoned, make us companions. And for all who suffer any illness or trial, make us bringers of a healing word and a steadying hand. We ask your mercies, especially upon Becky Anderson, Arlene Johnson, Craig Olson, Jack Alton, Jeanette Helling, Jean Hoisington, Geneva Phelps, Rachel and Derek Helling, Kelsey Zamuda, Pat and Lucille Trofe, Christina Burgett, Helen Erickson, Gary Fredrickson, Randy Goglin, Rachel Seacrest, Julie Dubois, Jim Wade, Scott Morgan, and the family of Fuddy Wygang. Steadfast Lord, hear our prayer. For all those who stood trials on behalf of your gospel, and all who gave their lives in service to a larger truth, we give thanks. Join us to saints of old and those among us still, and number us among your redeemed. Steadfast Lord, hear our prayer. When prayers are not enough, move us to act as your faithful servants on earth, 
empowered by your spirit, and inspired by your love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We continue with the sharing of the peace. May it now, may the peace of Christ be with you always. You can bless yourself or someone worshiping with you or remembering somebody special in your family and let them know that they are blessed in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. As people of faith, we are called to continue strengthening the ministry of the church. Even when we are physically distant, we invite you to prayerfully consider making a donation to our parish, to the Synod, or somewhere else where the work of the body of Christ is being done to love and serve our neighbors in need. We'll continue with the offering song. Soon and very soon, we are going to see the King. Soon and very soon, we are going to see the King. Soon and very soon, we are going to see the King. Hallelujah, hallelujah, we're going to see the King. No more crying there, we are going to see the King. No more crying there, we are going to see the King. No more crying there, we are going to see the King. Hallelujah, hallelujah, we're going to see the King. No more dying there, we are going to see the King. No more dying there, we are going to see the King. No more dying there, we are going to see the King. Hallelujah, hallelujah, we're going to see the King. Blessed are you, O God, maker of all things. Through your goodness, you have blessed us with these gifts, ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Use us and what we have gathered in feeding the world with your love through the one who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. When we celebrate Holy Communion, we gather with all the saints from every time and place to hear again the story of God's power and love and show to us through Jesus' life, death and resurrection. I'll share now the words of institution. 
Then we'll pray together the Lord's Prayer, and then I'll invite you to eat the bread and drink the wine. Hear these words. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body broken for you. Do this as oft as you eat it in remembrance of me. Again after supper, he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to all of them to drink, saying, This is my blood shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. When we eat this bread and drink this wine, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again. We pray together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Now let us taste and see that the Lord is good. Take the bread, wafer, and as you eat it, hear this promise from Jesus. This is my body broken for you. Now take the wine. Hear this promise from Jesus. This is my blood shed for you. Now may the body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you to life everlasting. Now receive the benediction. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Go in peace, serve the Lord, and thanks be to God. We'll conclude then with songs by Jim and Deb. Softly and tenderly Jesus is calling, calling for you and for me. See on the portals he's waiting and watching, watching for you and for me. Come home.
listening to a Neighbors United in Christ broadcast. Our podcast is supported by our three congregations of Deronda, Little Falls, and Trinity Lutheran Churches, our small town churches in Amory, Wisconsin. If you feel so moved to donate, please visit us online at nuicparish.org. That's nuicparish.org. Until next time. Through every day, for all